Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Just stop you crying every time you lie. You can meet it. Woohoo! Rose McGowan. Still saying words, still sharing her thoughts. Still saying words. You got to hear which words she's saying now on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And, uh, you know. Alasiri Nuzuri. Oh, wow. Good job. What language was that? Good afternoon in Swahili. Nice. Well done. Bradley Trainer taking us around the world with his greetings today. Yeah, lucky you. Yes, lucky us. Um, so Rose McGowan, you know, her voice was a very loud voice early on uh, when we've been talking about the sexual misconduct, specifically when it came to Harvey Weinstein. She was accusing him before anybody came to her side, right? Yeah. And we saw, uh, as a result of her early accusations, the machine that was Harvey Weinstein trying to hit back and bury her, um, literally destroy her career, make us all think she was crazy. Well, uh, thankfully, Rose McGowan um, kept kept shouting, and she still is, um, and she's speaking specifically right now. About the news that we heard last week about the number of Hollywood women who are banding together to wear black to the Golden Globes as a symbol of their protest against the harassment in Hollywood. I, at first, when we heard this, for I will be perfectly honest, I thought to myself, great, this is wonderful. You know, that'll be something for us to look for. Um, it's a nice way of sort of uh, saying something without saying it out loud at the Golden Globes. I, I thought, OK, that's great. Neat. Cool. Yay. OK. Then Rose McGowan reacted, and I thought, you know what? That girl has got a point. She said the following. Actresses like Meryl Streep, who happily worked for the pig monster, that's what she calls (laughs) Harvey Weinstein, are wearing black at the Golden Globes in a silent protest. Your silence is the problem, she continues. You'll accept a fake award breathlessly and affect no real change. I despise your hypocrisy. Maybe you should all wear a Marchesa. Now, what she's referring to is the clothing line that is owned by Harvey Weinstein's now estranged wife, Georgina Chapman. She's not happy. Yeah, and I think rightly so. And frankly, um, I'm here for Rose McGowan. So whatever she says, I think I am just one of those people that like I'm always fighting for an underdog or I always want to, you know, root for the underdog, I guess is a better way to say that. And um, I, you know. I just feel like Meryl Streep, thank you. You're an amazing actress. I love you. I think you can speak powerfully about a lot of things, but this is not the thing. So like, I think you're, what you're trying to do is like run 
ahead of this story to uh, to sort of quash any notion that we might have that you were complicit in Harvey Weinstein's behavior. Right. And I think it's very possible that women are complicit in, uh, I mean, we know they are, but what I'm saying is I don't think, I think she's trying to avoid seeming complicit with his behavior um, because she said, you know, like, oh, I wasn't aware of any of this. Mm-hmm. But but she doesn't own the fact that, of course, she doesn't because she was in a position of power mm-hmm. and Harvey Weinstein wasn't going to grope her. But that doesn't mean that now, like, like. That doesn't just absolve you of everything like for her to come out and have said something like, you know, I uh, that was a little more re- introspective, I think would have been taken a little better. So now right. when I see her like, let's all wear black, mm-hmm. I'm like, really, what is that going to do for anybody? Right. It's sort of this. Um, it's it's fascinating to step back and watch somebody specifically like Meryl Streep, somebody of, of that caliber and how she's been reacting, how they have been reacting to the news of Harvey Weinstein and the women who have come forward and people like Rose McGowan. And, and I, there's this part of me that thinks that maybe they thought this time it would go away because it had gone away so many times. And so early on, they said things that weren't maybe in line with what we were seeing other people say, and that's coming back to bite them now. And I think of that in the case of Meryl Streep, and I think you're right. She's trying to come forward. She's trying to find a way to come forward and say, yeah, no, this really isn't right, in a way that doesn't ruffle too many feathers, that kind of looks like she's been going on along with the trend. Um, but I just I, don't feel like it's your moment, no, Meryl Streep, no. unless you have something specific to contribute other than... And again, I'm not trying to throw Meryl Streep under the bus because I think we are all too quick to turn on everybody these days. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you say? But and Meryl Streep doesn't but, stand alone. I mean, there's many yeah. people like Meryl Streep who who were, dare we say, who could have been accused of being complicit. Yeah. And, yeah. and I would love to see somebody actually connect the dots. So I'm not just going to take Rose McGowan at her word, but mm-hmm. I would say just from where I'm standing, which is in a position of distance, um, you know, I would think at the very least, uh, Meryl Streep had the luxury yeah. of not being confronted with any of this. Now, whether or not she has tales to tell and whether she's told them or not, I'm not aware. But I, I feel like as a woman in Hollywood, especially coming of age during a very uh, gross time, uh, I'm surprised we haven't heard more from her in her own account. Right. Um, but I bet that there is a generation of women who are struggling uh, that are maybe around Meryl Streep's age, struggling with maybe their part in yeah. this process. And it is not to say that they should feel bad or guilty or whatever, but I, I imagine that um, there are women that hesitate because they feel like maybe they... Uh, mm, like they don't want to say something that, that shows something... They don't want to say something that would indicate... That, that they don't care, that they knew and, and turned a blind eye. They don't, they don't want to step in the dog's business, in other words. Yes. And like I said, this has gone away. These allegations have come up and gone away and come up and gone away and come up and gone away enough in Hollywood that I think that there was there were many people who thought, this will die down and we'll just get back to business as usual. Well, can we also talk about there are women of a certain age, we know some of them, mm-hmm. 
who have, you know, sort of blown some of this off like, oh, that's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do to get through. And it's not to say that those women aren't entitled to their own perspective. But I do find it interesting that women of a certain age are not the ones that are leading the charge uh, in the Me Too movement. It's really their daughters for the most part. People like Rose McGowan, Alyssa Milano, we'll talk about her. It really is um, a a younger generation of women who are not um, comfortable just saying, well, uh, you you know, you had to do what you had to do to get where you needed to be. Um, And it's not to pit those two women or generations of women against each other. But I do find it interesting because there are women you and I both know Mm -hmm. who are of uh, a certain generation who've maybe been more... um, dismissive of yeah. of yeah some elements some of, of these, these allegations yep. yeah um now you know you talk about rose mcgowan and and kind of making women like Meryl Streep into an enemy, she's made her own peers her own enemy. Because uh, just a couple weeks ago and we didn't even really talk about this, she had her sights set on um on uh Alyssa Milano yeah. who was side by side with her a, a loud voice uh, early on in this with the Me Too movement, well, Rose McGowan hit out at Alyssa Milano because she has stood up for her friend, Georgina Chapman, who is the now estranged wife of Harvey Weinstein. Uh, and she said, um, you make me want to vomit. You actually gave me a flashback. Well done, fake one. Uh, and then she said, Alyssa, maybe you and Georgina can call up Camille Cosby. God, she is so... Woo, she's she's not taking any prisoners. She's saying things. And I know... It, oh, I, but but again, you have to remember what she's been through and what Hollywood oh, yes, did to her. yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame her one ding-dang bit for being angry. And I appreciate the fact that her unwillingness to step back and, and, and step down from her position... I, I think she's amazing. You know, when I was talking about generations of women and mm-hmm. how it's like Rose McGowan and Alyssa Milano, can we just like for a moment appreciate the fact that it's Alyssa Milano, little Sam from Who's the Boss? Oh, little Samantha. That's part of this. And she didn't create the Me Too movement. She realized, I think, an opportunity to, to capitalize on mm-hmm. it. Um, but but that little Sam from, you know, Who's the Boss, um, she is maybe not where you thought she was going to be 20 years ago when you were watching that TV show Mm-mm. or 30. I don't even know how long it's been. Uh, Probably 30. And it's not years. just Alyssa Milano. Like, what if when we came back, let's take a look at the cast of Who's the Boss? Oh, fun. And where they are now, because they're all kind of in crazy odd places. Yeah, this will be fun. Okay, okay. good. So we'll, we'll do a little uh, where are they now with the cast of Who's the Boss after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. Harry is giving up something for Meghan Markle. His virginity? He Who's the boss? Where are they now? That's what we're doing on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Konnichiwa! Japanese. Yeah. Thank you. Bradley is taking us on a trip around the world with his greetings today. Uh, and thank you for that, Bradley. Um, but in the last segment, we were talking about Alyssa Milano and who would have ever thought that Sam from Who's the Boss would be basically kind of leading the charge in this new wave of uh, of feminism, uh, new wave of loud female uh, strong voices that are speaking out against um, misogyny. 
Yeah, I, so I had that moment when I was thinking about, you know, look, here's Alyssa Milano, and wow, who would have thought this was the trajectory of her career, where she would be speaking at the forefront of uh, sexual assault, uh, as you mentioned, in Hollywood. And then I just got to thinking, like, I don't know that we, like, I, I'm pretty sure we'd be surprised by the trajectory of all their careers, from Who's the Boss, of course, a TV show which you and I um, both loved, grew up loving. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom was essentially... Uh, Angela, mm-hmm. because my mom was a working mom. So, you know, I was like a latchkey kid. And we, I mean, uh, you know, did anyway. you have a male maid with a, so, I mean, is <laughs> no, <it? laughs> okay. but there were several men. Yes, I get it. Though. Over time. I get it. But, um, you know, 1984 to 1992, who'd have thought that, uh, you know, who's the boss people would be where they are today, which is what we're about to figure out. Right. And, you know, you hear this song and uh, it just brings back memories, right? Let's do it! There's a time for love and a time for living. They consistently misread. And a road not taken around the bend. A dream or two Found the trail And at the end was you There's a path you take And a path not taken The choice is up to you, my friend Nights long, but you might away To a brand new life To a brand new life Brand new life around the bend So where are they now? Oh wait, we're not done yet, listen Shh Gosh, I miss I like good little. opening. Okay, so um, let's listen to a little bit of uh, the kids from Who's the Boss. Ooh, okay, so here they are then, back in the day day. Uh, this is a little Sam played by Alyssa Milano and a little, um, what was his name? Jonathan Danny played by Pintaro. Danny Pintaro. Here we go. like normal siblings. You mean he's like a brother to me? Yep. That is so gross. (laughs) Sam, I gotta use the phone. Don't rush me. My phone calls are just as important as yours are. Don't push me, Jonathan, because I will take your face and... Michael Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so cute, though. They're so cute. They were so adorable. And then, of course, Alyssa Milano went on, you know, to have her own acting career, uh, independent of who's the boss, Melrose Place, Charmed, My Name is Earl, Mistresses, and Wet Hot American Summer. I really tuned out after about Melrose Place. Charmed was just a little... Mm-hmm. Beyond I, my, that's a blind spot for me, yeah. but I came back into her career. I mean, I watched Mistresses for at least a full season. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I'm and I sorry. just love her. <laughs> no, I just love her. But Danny Pintaro, he's the one that a lot of times people go, whatever happened to Danny Pintaro? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I remember I had a mutual friend who um, allegedly knew him when he was in New York and things were kind of... Mm, like it's all gossip, so I don't even want to yeah. share it because he was having some interesting. He was times. having some interesting times, mm-hmm. but I will say, then we all heard from him about two years ago, and he did an interview with Oprah. Where he- hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including calorie smart. Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, 8 to 9 headache days a month versus 6 to 7 for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. We've revealed something very personal, so let's have a listen to where Danny is relatively recently. I reached out to, to, to you. You told us something that we were not expecting at the time because we were just checking up to see what you were, where are you now? How are you doing now? <laughs> And you told my producers that you had a big secret, one that you've been keeping now for 12 years, mm -hmm. and that you were ready to share that secret, actually, with the world, with me, mm -hmm. on this show. So you're here now to do that. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. You're ready. What is the secret? Um, I wanted to tell you this a long time ago, but I wasn't ready. You weren't ready. I'm ready now. Um, that um, I'm HIV positive. And I have been for 12 years. And um, it's just a big deal, you know? Like, it's not something that people are talking about right now, really. And um, when, I was, when I first came out, which was before everybody, I mean, um, yeah, Ellen and I came out the same year. Rosie came out four years after mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. um, I, I missed the opportunity to be a beacon of light for, for gay kids who were going through what I was going through. Because I was outed, it wasn't by choice. So that was uh, that's just a little clip of his uh, conversation with Oprah when everybody learned about uh, two years ago, I think, um, that he was HIV positive and he's since, you know, worked in the field to um, spread the word and, mm -hmm. you know, advocate for those who are living with HIV. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, can I give you a really quick update on Mona? I, I want you to. Yeah. Um, but I also. Well, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to, were you going to say what Danny Pintaro, Pintaro is doing yeah, now? Yeah, because we had that really meaningful conversation, but yeah. like, he's also, oh, we're going to, can we do this on the other side? Yeah, let's do it on the other side. All right, we'll, okay. we'll save it. Sorry. Okay, find out what Danny Pintaro Whoa. is doing now next and hear Mona, because I think she, people may think she's not with us any longer. Oh, she's I, with us. I kind of killed her. And she's been with you more recently than you think. Okay, we'll be back after this with more Who's the Boss? Where are they now? On the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. What you made me do Look what you just made me do Look what you just made me Oh Look what you made me do Look what you made me do Look 
Where is Danny Pintaro now? That is the question we are about to answer on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Manuia Le Ayauli. What language was that? Samoan. Samoan. That was uh, Bradley's Would greeting like in Samoan. Samoan. Um, thanks. I've had just enough. Um, but the reason why we're asking where is Danny Pintaro is because we decided to take a little trip down memory lane. We were wondering where some of the cast members from our favorite, one of our favorite shows from our childhood, Who's the Boss? We wanted to see where they've landed. And Bradley, you have uh, an interesting update on Danny Pintaro, yeah. and I'm going to update people on Mona. So there's an article about how former child star is now an activist uh, for HIV. He's HIV positive. He said that on uh, an episode of uh, What's Happening Now, Where Are They? Oprah, Where Are what They are Now? They doing? What's up? What's shaking? Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Pintaro, that he is an HIV activist, but also that he is a manager at the P.F. Chang's in Las Vegas. So if you're in the Las Vegas area, stop by the P.F. Chang and chat with Mr. Danny Pintaro. How it's so weird, weird do you right? Think okay, that like is. I'm not trying to judge. Like I mean, hey, I'm I'm he's married, he's happy, he's out, he's activist. Um, but just you wouldn't think when you were in 1984 that little Danny Pintaro would be would a manager up, at the P.F. Chang. Yeah. Here's the thing One that the I few think few people that sort of left Hollywood, right? Right. But this is what I think is so interesting about that. If you were a child star. I, I don't know. What do I know? But I, I would imagine my my impulse would be to find a job that maybe is removed a little bit from people. Because how how many times do you think he gets stopped at the P.F. Chang's in Las Vegas by people who are like, are, are you? you? I mean, no, yeah. you couldn't be. You wouldn't be. But are you, you look, look like anybody ever tell you? you look sound, like, like, are you? Are you Jonathan from Who's the Boss? You know, that has to happen to him a hundred times a day. Now, maybe he enjoys the work of being in the hospitality industry. I don't want to, you know, take that away from him. I just think that that would probably be an occurrence that would happen so often that it would almost border on irritating. But good on him. Now, I wanted to tell you, you know, Bradley, you asked me earlier, is Catherine Hammond... Hellman. Hellman, sorry. Uh, Helmand dead and I said uh, no you'll remember the voice of Mona from Who's the Boss Mona what is all this yelling about does the term hit and run mean anything to you Mona that's well that's what they used to call me in high school okay so that is the uh, the voice of Catherine Helmand in the role of Mona from uh, Who's the Boss? Well, guess what? She's been in your life even more recently than you even realize. Bradley, and I didn't realize this myself, she voices a very, very important character in the Cars franchise. Oh, I had no idea. Both Cars 1 and Cars 2. Uh, it's the character of Lizzie, and Lizzie is like an old Model T Ford. I, 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 had a, I couldn't track down because Disney keeps stuff under lock and key. Like, they don't even stream cars for free anymore. I would have had to buy it, which I have it at home, but I didn't need to buy it today. So I couldn't find her actually from the movie. But here's a recent interview where she talks about the character of Lizzie and just listen to her voice. And you don't watch, you haven't seen the Cars movies, so this won't matter. This won't mean anything to you. But for those who love those movies, listen to the voice of Lizzie. Lizzie is 
to me, absolutely wonderful. She's, she's like a mess that doesn't quite know she's a mess. And so she has... That is the voice of Catherine Hellmond, who is the voice of Lizzie in the Cars franchise. Also, formerly Mona from Who's the Boss. Oh, that blew my mind alive. today. She's also a manager at the Ruby Tuesdays. No, she's in not. Las Vegas. No, Stop she's not. It. Sorry. No, she's not. Okay, well, shall we move on to yes. one of our favorite segments? Let's. Crazy Stupid Idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb peoples doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Florida. Yes, queen. But that is not where we will begin our trails today. Oh, where are we going? Um, We're going to California, where okay. um, somebody was trying to get into the festive mood. And instead of ho, 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 it turned into a ho, ho, no. When... A burglar tried to gain entry to a California business through what? Chimney? The chimney. Oh, it's that time of year. It's that tis the season. 32-year-old Jesse Barubi tried to sneak into a business by sliding down the chimney. And guess what? He got caught. He uh, couldn't get out. He couldn't wiggle himself up or down. However, he had enough wiggle room that he was able to uh, grab his telephone and call for help. Uh, Officers and firefighters had to use special equipment to get him out of the chimney. He was, I'm sure you will be relieved to find out, not injured in the process. Um, But he was arrested for burglary. And in his mugshot... His face is covered in chimney soot. Oh. Yeah. So he basically, it was like, you know, that scene in um, Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just like it, except for minus the trying to get down the chimney. Wait, no. What's the musical with the chimney sweeps? That's Mary Poppins. Chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, 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 That's not a word, but it rhymes with boo-boo. Oh, sing it. Okay. There you go. Hey, I got a uh, an audio special for oh, you. Oh, do you? So the um, next story that I want to share with you mm-hmm. actually has an audio component. Uh-huh. It's the song. Uh, it's it's the song sung by the lady who is the subject of our oh, next fun. story. So Great. if you will play this YouTube video, mm-hmm. it is appropriate for the airwaves. And can we just enjoy the song, please? This this is my jam. I had this on forty five. That's a record for those of you under the age of 35, mm-hmm. 40. Yeah, this is the guy. When I met you. This, it really takes a while to get to the hook in this I know, song. Sorry. It's all good. Back again. Oh. Don't. Don't you want me? You know I can't believe you when this. Don't. Don't you want me? You know I can't believe you when you say that you don't need me 
check. Oh my God, I don't know. But let's just hear the hook. Here we go. Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me now? Okay, so that is not the voice of Joanne She's Hatherall. in there. She's doing the harmony. Vocalist. I think you're going to hear her now. This is her. From the Human League, she Mm. was denied entry to Qantas's, that's an airline's, airport lounge recently for doing something wholly inappropriate. Do you know what she did? Oh, did she like, I don't know, hump a leg or something? Nope, she didn't hump a leg, Colleen. I don't know. You said inappropriate. She wore Ugg boots. She wasn't allowed in... Joanne Catherall, vocalist from the Human League, was denied entry from Qantas's frequent flyer lounge at Melbourne Airport for wearing Uggs. Wait, why did they have a a policy against Uggs? Why? Yes, the singer was on tour with the band in Australia. She was flying out of Melbourne, and uh, she tried to enter the lounge. She was told, I'm sorry. Wait. I am sorry. I can't get in there because of your shoes. Okay, was that Australian? I don't know. Rise of lights. <laughs> Rise of lights. <laughs> Your shows up. I can't do it. Okay, anyway. Well, whatever. Here's what she said on, on, on Twitter. Denied access Qantas business class lounge in Melair. Uh, apparently, Ugg boots are deemed sleepwear by the lady working there. <gasps> no. Although no problem in any of the other lounges so far. Hopefully, or helpfully, she suggested I go to one of those shops and purchase some shoes. Okay, who's the crazy stupid idiot? I mean, I think it's Qantas. Because Yes, so, thank you. That's I was hoping you would okay. say that. So Qantas responds. Correct. Hi, Hi, Joanne. We endeavor to remain consistent and uphold our lounge's dress guidelines to all guests. You may find details here, Mark. So basically Qantas was like, Yeah, I don't even know who you are, and I don't care. Uggs are Uggs, Lee. Okay. Can I, by the way, read through? These are the things Qantas will not allow in their lounge. Yeah. Thongs and bare feet. So, but, but <laughs> oh, those flip are flops. Flip flops, yeah. But seriously, you can't wear flip flops. You cannot wear head to toe gym wear. Oh, that's, yeah. Beach wear. Okay, I agree with that. Sleepwear, including Ugg boots and slippers. It's right there on there. It says, including Ugg boots. But boots are footwear. They're not sleepwear. I agree with you. Who sleeps in boots? And also, it's Australia. Right? What does that mean? That's where they're from. Oh, they are? Uggs yeah. are from Australia? Ugg, Australia. Isn't, oh. Aren't they from Australia? I don't know. Ugg Australia boots. Yeah. Anyway, you can't wear clothing featuring offensive images or slogans or revealing unclean or torn clothing. People are calling. I don't know what they're saying. You want me to get them? Uh, no, I mean, let's oh. just take it. I mean, okay, go for uh, let's it. Ta- let's take. Let's take them. Well, let's just. We'll take a break. I'll take the calls and I'll let you know what the calls are all about all right. when it comes to UGG footwear. <laughs> after this, on the Colleen and Bradley Bye. Show on My Talk 107.1. For you on our Facebook page, sugar cookies or 
What was the other one? Gingerbread cookies. That's our question on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Bradley has been taking us around the world with his greetings today. Where were we now, Bradley? Burmese. That was Burmese. So Burma. I thought so. I had, you did not I know. I had so. absolutely okay. no idea. I probably said that really wrong, too. So. Well, you know. FYI. Whatever. But thank you for educating to us the today. Burmese people in our audience. Thank you for educating us today uh, with, your, with your language. You're welcome. Now let's go over to, yes. I was going to say thank you in another language, but I won't. Okay. Why? No. Okay, fine. Um, so we went over at the My Talk Facebook page. That's at facebook.com forward slash My Talk 1071. We have asked you a simple question cookies, gingerbread, or sugar? Cookies or gingerbread? Because, little known fact, today is National Bake Cookies Day or something like that. It's uh, National Christmas, cookie, Christmas cookie Day. Okay. Yeah, perfect. cookie bake, Christmas cookie baking day. Which is interesting because I did not know that when I planned. To make Christmas cookies tonight with my friend. By the way, thanks for asking. We're making rosettes and crumb caca. Ooh. Um, I haven't made rosettes in a really long time, so I, I I'm never, a little nervous, but it's going to be okay. I hope you do well, but I I just want you to know I'm, I never want to eat anything with the word caca in it. I've fed you my crumb caca before. Okay, that sounds <laughs> gross. You liked it. It's good. I'll bring more tomorrow. It's fine. Uh, okay. In answer to the question, cookies, gingerbread, or sugar? Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's ice cubes gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Er. Ty said sugar because frosting goes better. Yes, I love frosting. But you can have frosting on ginger. Well, bread. yeah, but I see what she's saying. It yeah. just there's something about the sugar and the sugar. Oof. The ginger kind of interrupts mm. the sugar experience you're having. I understand. Yes. I mean, I don't know that that totally makes sense, but I don't care. Okay. All right. What about uh, Susan said soft sugar cookies are the best. Mm. Um. Scott said gingerbread all the way. Sugar cookies are just dull. I think he just meant Z, like sleep. Mm, P.S. Colleen, you forgot to tell Bradley about the part in Star Wars where it's revealed that C-3PO and R2-D2 are BB-8's parents. No! I did. I forgot to tell you about that. Stop it! The two droids made a baby droid. Stop it. Susie said sugar. You don't know how good they are if you haven't had my mom's. Um... (laughs) I don't know that you want to go telling people that they need to try your mom's cookies. Your mom's sugar. Cookies. Yeah. Christy simply said gingerbread. Oh, And Nicole said, oh, yes, sugar. Oh, yes, sugar. And Kathy said, I will take whatever you got. No, 
you got to take one or the other, Colleen. Sugar or gingerbread? Sugar. Yeah. I mean, sure. is there any any question? No. The I, you answer know, is always sugar cookies. I have to be perfectly honest. I don't, I mean, listen, like I'll eat a gingerbread cookie. I prefer a ginger snap. A gingerbread cookie is boring to me what's, when I know ginger snaps are out there. So. Ginger snaps are like thicker and they have the sugar sprinkled on the top where sugar gingerbread cookies are just and they're kind of flatter right aren't they i don't know donnie is there a difference between a gingerbread cookie and a ginger snap donnie's not ready for this Uh, i think there's more ginger and a ginger snap more ginger and a ginger snap Okay. All right. Well, that's thank you for that um, anecdotal Thanks for that. I do. Donnie, I do oh, enjoy I gingerbread, can. and I do. Do uh, I do enjoy ginger snaps? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yes. Um, but when posed with the question, gingerbread or sugar cookie? Always sugar cookie. Sugar cookies are like so inherently satisfying in a way that just like nothing else is like that moist. But it has to be a good sugar sugar cookie because there's nothing worse than a bad sugar cookie. I mean, there there are are, worse things like 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 dog do. Well, I mean, that would be bad, right? Stale bread. But okay, what I should have said is there's nothing more unsatisfying when you're expecting licking the okay, whatever. You know what? Moving on. I'm moving on from this. Um, because it's a special day today. It is the sixth day. Yeah, who do we have? What Christmas? Of is it the today? twelve days of Christmas. I'm happy. I love Chris. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Chris Rock, the rocking Chris Hemsworth, Chris O'Donnell, Chris Martin, Christopher Knight, and the whole Chris in a pine tree. Yes, it's the twelve days of Chris's, and today we celebrate. A Chris? rockin' Chris Rock. Rock a rockin'. Oh, yeah, now, that's a good one. Do you know that he actually sings? He's a rock. He he rocks. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Here he is with Bill Murray singing uh, a beautiful, a beautiful <laughs> Christmas carol called Do You Hear What I Hear? Said the night wind to the that's little Bill lamb. Murray. Do you see what Do I see? see? What I see? There he is. There's Christmas. Way Rock. up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what Do I you see? see? What I see? A star, a star. Not bad. Dancing in the sky. I love Bill Murray. It's bad. All right, it's Bill Murray nice. sounds fantastic. It's, that's from his Netflix special, by the way, oh, yes. which, which came out a couple years ago. Awful. Oh, Donnie, I was just going to give it some love. Oh, I thought it was terrible. I turned it off. Really? Yeah. It was just Why? kind of. It was kind of obtuse, yeah. and I well, loved there it. There you go. Refreshingly so, in this prepackaged, yeah, I mean, this post-produced way. You weren't in the mood for obtuse. I was not. Well, then why did you show up here today? Hey, Donnie. Donnie. <laughs> I just finished the, question. the second season of The Crown last night. Yes, Oh, me you too. finished it? Finished I'm, it? Yeah. I'm also done. Oh, wow. Um, what did you think? Of, uh, can I just say, it yes. was, we're not spoiling anything. No, no. But I was I was kind of miffed at the last episode. Oh. Oh, well, we can't say why. No, but spoiler I, alert. I can tell you why without telling you anything. I just felt like there was not a lot going on there. And I, I kind of wanted there to be a little more climax. Well... Especially after episodes eight and nine. And I really thought no. we were going to get like some crash, boom, bang. Yeah. Okay, you know what it was listen. nice to see? And this is, again, not giving anything away, but finally we got to see Queen Elizabeth laugh. Naked? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not naked. <laughs> 
I mean, really, you just didn't see her. Finally, she actually laughed out loud. And mostly, Colleen, you would just mm-hmm. hear this. Mm-hmm. I know, because I'm in season, I'm in the first season. And, and Donnie, um, you grew up in England, not really, but you were born there, right? Long story. I lived there for a few years, yes. Mm-hmm. But but I feel he like he was born in Malta. Yes. I, I feel like well, that's the Commonwealth. Right? It, it was at the yeah. time. Yes. Um, you, I don't know. Her mannerisms are so queen-like. She yes. did such an amazing job, Claire Foy. Claire Foy. Oh, absolutely. Like she just She's embodies amazing. the queen. All the other. Oh, can we also really? I'm sorry, Colleen. I just have to get this out too, Donnie. Yeah. The Jackie O, the Jackie O, and Kennedy in uh, and uh, spoiler uh, alert. I'm just kidding. no. no there's I'm not totally, a spoiler alert. I'm kidding. They show up, and they I do. thought they were horrible. They were horrible. So anyway, well, she it. wasn't as horrible as he was. Correct. I thought, and he's a good actor. Are you saying the actors the were actor, horrible? The okay. actor was horrible. I thought you were saying that JFK and well, Jackie were too. horrible. Why they picked him, I don't know, because but I thought he was terrible. Who was the actor? The guy I, from um, Oh yeah, the, the serial killer thing on Showtime. What was his name? Uh, the Menendez one? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, um, oh, 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 I don't know. He was the serial killer that killed serial killers. Oh. What was that called? Oh, Dexter? Dexter, the guy who played Dexter. Yeah. Get out of town. Yes. And, and I thought in, in a show full gotta, of such amazing acting, these two stunk to high heaven. Yeah. She didn't And I was like, of course the see. Americans are going to stink. Okay, well, now that we've done all of that talking about the crown, I'd like to spoil Sorry. some things about Star no! Wars for you. Stop her! So at the end of the Don't, movie, the big musical finish. Don't forget to sit in your with seat with Richard Simmons yeah. and John it's Travolta. Amazing! And it's Rob, just really beautiful. Rob Lowe's in it too. Yes, it's true. Well, well, Rob Lowe three zero. Laurie and Juliet coming up next here on My Talk 107.1. Thanks for hanging with us today. My Talk 107.1.